Hey guys, I just wanted to say really quick before I started the episode that I'm sorry the first episode had kind of shitty audio quality and this one's not the best. I'm working on getting better equipment, but I just wanted to be like, bear with me. This one sounds a little better. And if you like this, remember to subscribe. All right, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to TV Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. And I'm Jay here, and today I'm going to be reviewing Ready Player One. Yes, Ready Player One with the guy from X-Men. You know, honestly, I don't even remember his name. I'll have to look it up. It's so bad. I know he's from X-Men in this movie, but that's it. Like, he has that really distinct look. I remember when I was reviewing... I didn't see this movie yet when I was reviewing the trailer, reacting to the trailer for Dark Phoenix. And I was like, who is this no-name actor? And someone's like, uh, Ready Player One? And I was like, oh... Right. Ty Sheridan. Okay. Like, how is I supposed to know that? I don't know. You're, like, young. I mean, you're not James Marsden. The real Cyclops from Westworld, which I was just watching Westworld. So hot. I love the scene where, like, he's the bent, like he's the robot and he's been murdered and he's, like, laying there, like, naked and bloody. I don't know why I'm attracted to those parts in movies. There's probably something, like, wrong with me on, like, a deep level. Like, I had a huge crush on Dexter, the serial killer. But, you know, that's for another day. But, yeah, so I'm reviewing Ready Player One. It was pretty good. Um, I watched it, like, yesterday. And um, I was at my boyfriend's house. He wasn't watching it. He was, like, unboxing. He got, like, the Saturn V replica for Legos. I don't... He was putting together, like, a satellite... Or no, it's not a satellite. It's a rocket ship, I guess, that goes to Saturn. I don't know. And it was a replica in Lego. So he was putting that together while I was watching the movie. So he was, like, half watching it. And he seemed to like it. And, I mean, it was pretty cool. It had some good moments, up and downs. I think it's based on, like, a book. So there could be more. But I don't think they're in the talks of any. I don't know. I actually could probably look that up. If there's going to be Ready Player 2. <laughs> Would it just be called Ready Player 2? But no, it's uh, really good. Um, it was fun and stuff. Okay, those people are saying they're like in talks or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not like predicting what's happening with this movie. But it was good. So if you've listened to me before, I've done one other episode. I reviewed The Born Identity. I am going to be rating it with my h code which i go over the humor rate them one to ten the heroes rate them one to ten the heart rate the heart of the movie one to ten and then the hotties rate the hotties one to ten average those scores and that's the whole score of the movie that's how many sobriety chips i'm gonna give it during this tv addicts anonymous meeting so but first i'm gonna kind of go over the movie break it down a little behind the scenes stuff because i'm interested in that stuff and i think it's interesting so this movie was released march 29th 2018 so just about two years ago and where there was an actual march in the spring this year feels like didn't happen because we're all like stuck inside quarantining and it 
released that opening weekend making $41.8 million. So that's a pretty solid opening weekend. Um, it was number one in the box office that weekend. Behind that was Tyler Perry's Acrimony. That made 17.2 mil. Behind that, number three in the box office that weekend was Black Panther. Black Panther made $11.5 million. So this movie had already been out for a month, Black Panther. And it still made $11 million. So it was still third in the box office. Like I remember that movie was out for so long. I know it ended up making like over a billion. So then number four in theaters was I Can Only Imagine. And that made $10.5 million. And then number five was Pacific Rim at $9 million. So it was kind of like the spring. Like back in when we used to have like normal springtime movies where um, – it's not like the huge summer blockbusters, yeah, but it's not like the boring winter movies. Um, so it cost $175 million to make. And domestically, it ended up bringing in 137 So domestically, it didn't even break even. But worldwide, it made $582.9 million. So it definitely had a return. It wasn't a flop by any means. Um, I mean, half a billion dollars is really good. I know that's, like, shit now compared to, like, Avengers movies. It's like, oh, what, it made under a bill? Like, are you kidding? But, no, I think that's good. And so Ty Sheridan, he was the first top build of the movie. He played Wade. Also, he had another name in the video game. I forgot what it was. Um, it's probably, like, a big important note I should have taken. And he's basically just known for playing Cyclops in X-Men. I mean, he's obviously done other shit. Like, that same year, he did Crow the Legend. Never heard of it. The Mountain. Never heard of it. And Age Out. Okay. Uh, he did All Summer's End, teen a teen drama in 2017, and then The Yellow Birds, which is like an Iraq war movie. So I haven't heard of any of these movies he was in other than X-Men. But I liked him. He was cool. He was good. And then Olivia Cook, I love her. She was my favorite part of this movie. She was amazing. She is the hero that I want to rate 1 to 10, but I know, like, rating all the heroes overall, like, they're really good heroes in the movie, but she was my favorite. And I loved her because she's from, her voice was so um, recognizable. Like, she was from Bates Motel. She was Emma in Bates Motel, and she had, like, the oxygen tank and shit. Like, that's a really good movie. I mean, TV shows, not a movie. Bates Motels on AMC. But Norman Bates is a kid. That was really good. Like, the first season was the best. Actually, season two was really good, too. I feel like it all was. Um, that same year, she did a TV show called Vanity Fair. Uh, she did a movie called Life Itself and a movie called Follow the Roses. That same year, 2018. So, yeah, I love Olivia Cook. Her and Ty Sheridan definitely had good chemistry unlike born identity i liked these two together i was rooting for them the whole time they're adorable um see so my favorite moment of the movie i'm gonna pick a favorite moment uh it's down to two really for me i think probably the best moment of the movie is at the very end when they reveal that the corn the corn <laughs> the corn that he got the coin that he got from the curator which also happened to be the guy from front of the dead I don't remember the character's name. When he got the coin and it was an extra life and it saved him, that was really cool. So everyone died in the game except for him. I really liked it. My fish are, like, going crazy. 
I uh, I just got uh, three new fish. I just set up this new aquarium, and I just put because when you start an aquarium, first you have to like let it run for like a while, like days before you put fish in to like get the cycle going. I know you guys are like wondering about aquatics and. So, but I finally got three. I'm just starting with three, and then in like a week or so, I might add like three more. It's a 15 gallon tank, but they're so like hyper. They're all like look like they're on friggin' Adderall or something. Like they're just speeding around the whole thing. They they don't stop moving, and it's where you know that fish don't have eyelids. So when they sleep, that's why you need to it needs to be dark for them because they can't close their eyes because they don't have eyelids. So they're just sitting there really weird my beta i also have a beta on in a different tank he sleeps on the ground and that's actually common i work at petco but i don't usually work with the fish but when i go over there they're like um i'm like oh my god this beta is dead and they're like no it's just sleeping and that's what mine does it's so where it looks like it's dead on the bottom of the tank but if it was actually dead it'd be floating okay so anyway um my fish are crazy so my favorite moment yeah the extra life coin or that first race scene. But in the beginning of the movie, it's just this huge exposition dump in the beginning of the movie. And uh, in the middle of that, which is kind of like you kind of have to because you need to establish this whole world. That was a big flaw of the movie for me is that it just felt rushed. Like the whole plot of the movie is that... They're trying to find this huge Easter egg in the game and three keys. You got to find three, do three challenges. Each challenge gives you a key. And if you get all three keys, then you unlock the Easter egg. So like, actually, um, actually Ian, my boyfriend said this, he was like, is this movie going to be just about the first key or all three? And I was like, and I assumed it would be all three, but then I was like, that makes sense. If it, they should have just made this just the first key and done like a trilogy that would actually be kind of perfect but they probably didn't know if they're gonna get a trilogy i don't know everything's so up in the air with movies and stuff so they're probably like just try to get it all in there so that it just felt very rushed so the whole scene like the beginning of the movie was just huge exposition dump which they needed to do to establish everything um so during that, when they do that first race scene, it's so cool. And, like, King Kong, like, dinosaurs and shit. Um, let's see. I like that. Or just the battle at the end of the game. The end of the game. Well, it is the end of the game. But the battle at the end of the movie in the game, it looks like the end scene to end game with all the people there. Avengers Assemble. It says it very light. Because everyone thought he was going to scream Avengers Assemble. Okay, I can't get into talking about Endgame. That's, I could talk about that forever. I should do, a, should do an episode on Endgame. Um, yeah. So that's probably mine. Favorite line. I like in the beginning when Wade's like describing the world. And he's like, people stopped trying to fix problems and started avoiding them. And, and I think in, given, especially like now, with everyone stuck inside, I feel like if given the opportunity to just go into this fake world and not have to deal with real life shit and you can be whoever you want to be you can be like hot you don't have to work out and you have like this perfect body and you can even get suits where you feel what you're feeling in the game 
Like, I feel like a lot of people would choose to just live in that game. It's kind of like The Matrix, where, like, the evil guy was like, I'd rather just live here. The real world sucks. Like, what the fuck? So, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so people stopped trying to fix the problem and started avoiding them. So, yeah, that's a really cool line. Or... Uh, TJ Miller is in this movie, which he's really funny from, he's in so much shit, but I like him a lot in Deadpool. Uh, he got, and he was in that movie, uh, she's out of my league. If you remember that movie and he's like in the band, I really love that scene when he's like, your kiss is on my list or he says on my lips, but the actual song says your kiss is on my list. And he's like, doesn't it make sense? He's like. It should be on my lips. And they're like, no, it's list. For some reason, that's the one thing I remember from that movie. So funny. He's always, like, fighting with them. He's like, no, it has to be lips. They're like, dude, it's list. Um, so his line, he goes, they'll be on him like hose on Santa. I thought that was hilarious. Like, hose on Santa. There were so many other lines. Like, all the lines that I, most of the lines that I wrote down were him. <laughs> like just his lines um i really love the part where he's like at the like the journal place about halliday and she walks uh artemis walks away and she he goes did she just ask me out and the curator's like i was just starting to like her um that's really good TJ Miller, oh, he keeps talking about his neck pain every time. He's like, how are you? He's like, I, I think I'm going to need a physical therapist. <laughs> like, it's so funny. He's awesome. Or he says that's such a camper move. <laughs> uh, I just remember as a teenager playing online shooters and, like, getting so mad at campers because they literally would just, for hours, just sit in one spot in the, in the same level and then... And just kill people. Like, oh, I just get so mad at campers. But yeah, so he he had the best scenes or the best lines. He was awesome. He played like an assassin. We never actually saw him in person. We only saw him in the game. All right. I'm drinking my bubbly water. I'm, hopefully it doesn't sound like ASMR. Um, but yeah. So pretty good um this movie takes place in 2045 so it's really it's not that too far in the future it's like i guess 20 years in the future i mean i feel like a lot could change in 20 years definitely if you think about back in 2000 how different things are compared to now like people could go outside people could shake hands like, I know what, if this sticks, if the world stays like it is now, nobody would have thought this is what society would turn into. Like, people scared to, like, touch each other, be around each other, or, like, breathe around each other. Um, it's just really weird that, but you never know. Like, no one ever thought that we'd all get smartphones and we'd be walking around with computers. So, you just never know how the future's going to unfold. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so basically I'm gonna break down each one and each category of humor, heroes, heart, and hotties. 
So the hotties, I don't know how old these kids are supposed to be. I'm assuming they're at least 18. They are hot, but it's not meant for that. Um, It's not meant for an audience where you see, like, where they want hot people. It's more for, like, gamers to be, like, more relatable gamers, which these people were very attractive, but they weren't, like, Hemsworth to see, attractive, if you know what I mean. So that's probably the only area where it's going to really hurt this movie is the hotness. But for humor, this movie was very funny. Like I was saying, all the T.J. Miller lines were great. I love Artemis's banter with Wade and everyone. H. I love the scene, um, the Shining scene with H. <laughs> uh, he's like, you've never seen The Shining. Um, humor's really good. So 1 through 10... For humor, it is really high up there. It is not like super, super funny, but it's definitely. I'm gonna give it a seven. That might be a little high, but I'm just a huge fan of TJ Miller, so that's probably why. Okay, so I'm gonna go with a seven for humor. Now, for heroes, the heroes in this movie were amazing. Um, just and all the crazy like visuals they did um it was just awesome i really loved like how they had a huge they had a whole team like the ioi people the villains of the movie had like an entire team trying to figure out these challenges but basically just wade and artemis together figuring it out so that that was really cool and they also and he also had kind of a classic hero arc. Same as, like, in Star Wars with the Luke Skywalker. Like, he, his family died, or his aunt and fucked up boyfriend died, and then he got recruited. And then she literally says, like, welcome to the rebellion. So, um, I think he had a really cool story arc. I like him in general. I liked Artemis Moore. She is, like, my true hero of the movie. But they're all heroes. All the heroes are really amazing. The two, like, Asian brothers were cool. The fact that H was a girl. Her name was actually, like, Helen or something. Um, really, really awesome. I'm gonna have to give them pretty good ratings. Like, the heroes were definitely high up for me. Yeah, her name was Helen. And in the way that they tricked Sorrento, the evil main character guy, how they tricked him into thinking that he was out of the game, but he was still in it. They just, like, designed the off- his office in the game exactly the way it looked. That was really cool, too. So they were very smart. They were, like, always ahead of everyone. They're definitely ahead of the villains. Um, I'm going to give the heroes an 8. I'm going to give the heroes an 8 out of 10. So, humor was seven, heroes is eight. Now for heart. There was a lot of heart in this movie. Um, I think that Ty Sheridan did a really good job at the end when he's, like, holding the egg and he's, like, crying. It was just a really cool moment. Um, Him, and I love the scene when he meets 
her name's Samantha, but Artemis, he meets her in real life. And, like, that was also almost one of my favorite lines when he goes, everything's so slow here. Um, just meaning, like, it's just in the real world. And she's like, yeah, and they're sitting there, and he, like, sees her birthmark. And she's like, oh, I know, it's hideous. And he's like, no, like, why would that scare me a birthmark? And he's like, so... They did have really good chemistry. Their heart was really good when he wants to save her, when he saves her at the end. And she's in that, like, crazy, like, prison, artificial prison. They're all, like, in pods on, like, a treadmill. That was crazy. So, um, I thought there was really good heart in here. It wasn't, like, over the top. So, I'm going to give the heart a 7 out of 10 as well. 7 out of 10. That brings it to 22 so far. Now, like I said, the final one's probably going to hurt this movie the most. That is hotties. Like, they're definitely hot. Like, Ty Sheridan and Cook, Olivia Cook, are very hot. They have chemistry. I like it. But this movie wasn't showcasing hot people, and it wasn't like that. It wasn't meant to be. So I can't give it, like, a really high hot rating, even though I think they are. <sighs> it's going to have to be low. You know what? I'm going to give hotness a four. Hotness a four. Okay, so that brings this movie to 26. The average of 26 is 6.5. This movie gets a 6.5 out of 10. So it's really not bad. Um, I would say, like, could be way worse. Really? I mean, 6.6 .6 is pretty good. Because it wasn't, like, an outstandingly awesome movie, but it was definitely above average. And I had fun watching it. I would say, so that is the yellow chip. 6 out of 10 is the yellow chip, and that's called Good Not Great. And that's, like, a really good way to describe this movie. It's good, not great. It, could it have been great? Yes, they could have slowed it down. Like, those things they could have done to make it differently. But it was still really good. So, I like it. So, yeah, so that's my review on Ready Player One. Came out in 2018. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Yellow chip. Good, not great. So let me know what you guys thought about this movie. I liked it. I'm sure there's like so many little spots that I left out, but it was still real good. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to be reviewing next. Um, I'll post it as soon as I know. And... That'll be the next episode. But anyway, so thanks for listening, guys. This has been fun, like always, to make a podcast about movies. Because that's truly the only important thing in the world right now. What else do we have to do? Movies don't have viruses that kill people. Well, they do. Specifically, like contagion and i mean there's actually a lot of movies where people have viruses and die but in real life is what i'm saying you can't get a virus by watching a movie well i guess you could if you like went to the movie theater if those were still open i don't know what i'm saying i'm just saying we're in quarantine so let's watch movies all right 
See you next time.